everyone, it's Benji here. I just want to let you guys know that the Budget Overland podcast is uh, no more. Uh, ended that back in February 2024. I just wanted to come on here and give you guys a disclaimer as to not buy anything from Budget Overland Official. The only two things that you should be able to join is the Facebook group, and that is under groups, and it's called Budget Overland. You have to ask to join. It's still up and operational. And then BudgetOverlandPortal.com will still be up and operational until the domain name runs out, which I believe is good till 2026. Anything, everything else that's Budget Overland out there, please don't support. Please don't buy. It's either spam, scam, or something else. Uh, just want to let you guys know, I did start a new podcast called Newfound Overland. It's available on all major platforms. Love to have you over there. Uh, just kind of disclaimer here, guys, up front before you get into today's episode. There's a lot of gold out here. You know, every episode we had some good guests and good topics. So I don't want to discourage you guys from listening further. So please do. And I'd love to see you over on Newfound Overland. Bye-bye. All right. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Budget Overland Podcast. I'm Jay Teagues, and I have in studio with me the infamous Benji Ward. How you doing, brother? Hey, dude. I'm I'm golden. Doing good, man. Same here, man. Life is good. Life is good. Well, uh, before we get into today's episode, make sure you smash that subscribe button so you're notified of future episodes. Go check out budgetoverland.com. Check out the sweet swag we have over there. We got patches. We got stickers. We got some hoodies over there. It's getting colder. It's getting colder out there. So make sure you get your Budget Overland um, hoodie, super comfy, super soft, and uh, you'll look awesome. And uh, people will know that you're part of the Budget Overland tribe. And um, what else do we want to talk about? Oh, real quick, yeah, our sponsor. This episode is sponsored by Trail Rated Coffee Company. They are a small coffee company located in Colorado, and they make exceptional coffees. They are passionate about overlanding and off-roading. And they donate a dollar from every bag sold back to trail reconstruction. And uh, I've got a bag. I've been drinking it hot, brewed hot, hot, hot brew. And I'm trying. That's I my got favorite. A, I got a cold brew contraption because it's been summertime. I drink a lot of cold brew. But, you know, with inflation, all of my coffee shops I go to are way. I, I can't. I'm on a budget, right? I got I to gotta trim down the cost. So I chose to get my own uh cold brew thing and i've been i've been brewing um cherry coffee in my in my cold brew it's really really, really good yeah it's really delicious man that'd be cool to try yeah are, are you familiar with the cold brew process i'm not it's super simple man i, I don't know it's just a contraption it's basically you know you you, you grind and, and i like um i got a coffee grinder so grinding up the beans the, the, the it's fresher that way so you put two cups of, of coffee, like two like uh, baking cups worth of coffee inside the cylinder. And then you pour the water in and then you put the cylinder um, inside the water and then you just put it in your fridge and let it sit for like 24 hours. And then you got cold. Oh, that's coffee. cool. Yeah, it's pretty neat. Man, sweet. Yeah, I've tried yeah, that. So it's, it's brewed cold in your refrigerator. Just takes more coffee than your typical, you know, percolator if you will but um i like i like the cold brew like it. I, the problem i have with it is i drink too much of it too quickly and i get the yeah. jitters so <laughs> but yeah go to trailratedcoffee.com get yourself some trail rated coffee try the cold brew method um let chris yeah, Gaines. Cool. chris Gaines is in the group let him know that you like his coffee and if you use the code 
Budget 15, budget 15, all caps, you'll get 15% off your order. 15%, folks. That's incredible. Yep. So go check that out. All right. So um, how's uh, how's your fall been so far? So far, so good. Um, haven't done a lot of camping. Um, saying that in the last two weeks, I've, I've done a, we've done a lot of trips this year. Um, I think a lot of it had to do with um, getting the rooftop tent. You know, we wanted to get our money's worth. So we went out a lot um, this weekend. Yeah, you need weekend. to go a lot to get your money. <laughs> you right? just, you almost feel obligated to do so. <laughs> yeah. so man, you, you look at your vehicle. It's like, okay, I got to get this it's, thing out there. Cause I can't justify. <laughs> it's like the first day we had it. We're like, all right, we're going camping tonight. Where are we going? All right. The backyard looks good. So yeah, you gotta, you gotta get all your money's worth. So uh, yeah. we're two weeks out from Rito rendezvous in the Ozarks um, down Dude, in Arkansas. Excited. Yeah, man. So like this weekend, we're we're kind of on the fence whether or not we should go camping or not. I think it's decided that we're not going to go camping. We might go out to the to our land and do a little one night stay, so we're not super far away, so we can still go home, let the dogs out, and whatnot. But who let the dogs out? Man. I am so ready for rendezvous, dude. It's fun. yeah, me too, man. Well, I haven't been. We it's won. my first. I'm popping my pop my cherry, if you will, and uh, do it, man. Yeah. Can you say that? I don't even know if I can say that. Is that well, we'll we'll talk to our producers here in a minute and see what they say. <laughs> Look over to the window. Oh, they said it's good. All right. <laughs> no, I'm excited, man. I'm excited about the uh, the food competition. I'm excited about meeting other people, and yeah. um, I'm just excited, dude. The weather is going to be great, and yeah. I, I've been oh. I've been. I feel like I've been running and gunning so much in my personal life. I'm looking yeah. forward to just a good weekend away. <laughs> yeah. And so what, uh, what day are you planning on getting, is Lacey going with you? Yeah. She's coming down with me. What day y'all going to get down there? I think we're going to try to leave Wednesday evening if we can. All right. I think that's when we're going to try to leave. Yeah. So we might show up at the same time. I want to get out there early, man. I just want to get out there and just chill. Dude. Like Justin Williams is, I think he's leaving maybe this week, the end of this week. Is he really? He's one of the moderators in the group and he's going to be down there early. Doing Dude, some he wheeling. Makes some, he makes some killer Cajun food too. Some boudin. Yeah, man. It was good. It's good stuff. <laughs> I'll be good to see him and the rest of the gang yeah. down there and looking forward to Catch meeting. up with everybody. Yeah. yeah. Some more people from the BO community. So it's going to be yeah. awesome. Man, yeah. So uh, that Friday at 6 30 p.m. Central Standard Time, we are going to open up our camp. We're going to have our flags and banners and whatnot. Bring a chair, bring your drinks, whatever you want to do. Hang out around our fire and just chit chat with the community in person so that i'm looking forward to because some of these people we've met at more um some of these people we've met you know at, at previous ritos and, and it's just good to open up the uh our camp especially for for those who want to come and just hang out bo style what's yeah. bo style show up at 6 30 and you'll find out <laughs> sounds great man no it's awesome i um sold it i <laughs> People are kind of, I, well, I remember last time you went down, you had trouble linking up with people because you're trying to. Yeah. But, so, uh, so last year and, and it rained a lot. I think we showed up on that Thursday, maybe Friday. Somebody correct me, but it was raining a lot. So the, the primitive area had to have been over a hundred acres of field to where, um, they called the night owl people, uh, would go. So where there's no sound or, or bedtimes or anything. So people could be up as late, late or as loud as they want. Um, however, that field got flooded, so they shut it down and we were supposed to meet up with a bunch of people over there and going to set up base camp and everything. And that did not happen. So we went over to the night owl section, which if you can imagine, uh, a few hundred vehicles, uh, that show up to this event, 
probably 40 or 60% of them got moved that were going to go to the night owl got moved over to um, the early bird um, people. So that's more of the family oriented side. Anyway, we were on top of each other. It was, it was chaotic. Um, Midland radios gave out a bunch of radios to all the kids. So the kids were out there just chatting on all the different channels. Uh, we could not communicate. There was no cell service. There was no, there was a little bit of Wi-Fi from they had a little cafe there, but it was so over bogged down with uh, other people using it. It was a nightmare to try to link up. But uh, this year's going to be different. <laughs> I'm going to drop a pin. Hopefully, if we do another meetup, we're going to drop a pin. The 6.30 p.m. on Friday, we're going to drop a pin at where our camp is. And then I think it's Saturday night. They do the 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 raffle or the drawing. Everyone that that registers for this event gets a ticket. And then that uh, all the vendors pitch in some, so they get winches, awnings, a rooftop tent, um, fair leads, whatever, like all sorts of miscellaneous gear. They just raffle off and give out for free. Um, so that Saturday night, I think we're going to drop a pin as to where we're going to sit um, in the field for that giveaway. So if people want to hang out too there, that'd be fun. Yeah, I'm sure we'll have the flag out there. We'll have some kind of. It'd be fun. Stigma. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, man. No, it's going to be, it's going to be awesome. Well, this podcast, this episode, we want to talk about skills. What are the six skills you need to overland safely, more efficiently? Yeah. Effectively, effectively, emotionally, emotionally, (laughs) spiritually. How can you get out there and be better overlanders? Yeah. I mean, first skill you need is you need to have good nunchuck skills. Nunchucks. I think about was it uh, uh, what's his name Napoleon Dynamite nunchuck skills. Hey, you never know. I don't, you never know. You need to smack a bear across the nose with a nunchuck. <laughs> Satire. <laughs> so overlanding skills. What do you need to know to master overlanding? I got a couple of articles here. This one is from uh, written by uh, Chris Emery. Uh, just he just recently updated this uh, this week. This is on uh, ordeallist.com. Uh, overland skills, what you need to know. So I'm just kind of riffing off here with our own opinion. I'm just using their bullet points, just kind of riff off of it with our opinions. And uh, we'd love to hear what you think about this topic as well. But, you know, overlanding has a variety of activities that are associated with it, right? You're, you know, you're you're driving, you got to pack, you got to deal with emergencies, like medical emergencies. You may have to deal with with camping, um, cooking, navigation, like, because there's some real danger in what we do. We can get in a vehicle accident. We could, you know, you got to deal with, if you get stung by uh, a wasp or you get bit by an animal or you, I mean, there's a variety of things that that could happen to you. You got to know how to navigate so you don't get, you know, caught up in some private property, right? You may have to defend yourself. There's a a lot of things that go into overlanding. There's, there's some risks associated with this. And, you know, the, the more knowledge you have, the better your skills, you know, the, the better you can overcome uh, obstacles and, and get home safely. Right. Yeah. So um, I think it's just some things that we talk a lot about the gear, uh, but I think the most effective use of money is maybe training and learning some skills. And, and let's not discount that. I think it's something to, to really uh, consider. So. Um, the first thing that, that came up, this was a popular uh, podcast, the one that we did, we talked about, uh, uh, the, the, the medical aspect, right? It was a fantastic podcast, but ultimately yeah. wilderness 
wilderness medicine, right? Because it's an, it's incredibly important to have these skills and be prepared in the event that something should go wrong. Uh, it could be, you know, you have a medical condition of some kind. It could be stroke or heart attack. How do you deal with that? Maybe it's a vehicle collision. Maybe it's a, an animal attack or maybe it's a fall or a sprain or there's so many different things that could happen to you when you're out and about. So having some basic first aid and being able to render care to yourself or someone in your party, or maybe it's, you know, maybe you're just driving and someone gets in a vehicle accident. Maybe you're like the first person on the scene, you know, how do you deal with those scenarios? So what do you think about the topic of uh, medicine and, and rendering first aid? Well, it's something I, I obviously think overlooked from our previous episode, um, you know, talking about what you should have in your first aid kit, but I think a lot of times we're, I mean, it doesn't matter how old you are. You're pretty naive or in your thinking or most of our thinking is like, oh, we're going to go camping. Nothing's going to happen. You know, we're just going to go have a good time. Well, it's the X amount of percent that something does go wrong. You know, now what? So I think yeah. it's good to always touch base on stuff that's overlooked. So. Yeah. And it's some, it's a skill that needs to be practiced. Couldn't recommend a course enough. I mean, yeah. we, we, you know, we had a presentation here on the podcast that was delivered well, but you know, it's not the same as actually going through the motions and actually applying yeah. a tourniquet or applying, you know, a pressure bandage or, you know, rendering CPR, you know, it, it, it's a skill that has to be, it's not a one and done. You can't look at the brochure and expect yeah. to just execute. Right. So it's something that requires some level of attention and it should be a consideration, you know, uh, for all of us that are, that are getting out there and participating in overlanding for sure. Yep. So, all right. The next skill is logistics and planning. And ultimately part of this is risk management, you know, the, you know, risk, risk management, like what are the risks associated with this particular trip and how do you plan? How do you pack your gear? You know, you want to pack your gear accordingly. You want to make sure that you're not overloaded, that you have a fun, safe adventure. Do you have enough provisions like food and water? Do you have enough fuel? Are the things packed? Like, you know, we talk about this in the army all the time is having your vehicle load plan. So that way everyone in the vehicle knows where the first aid kit is. They know where the firearm is. They know where the the fire extinguisher is in case something were to happen. Like you don't, because when you're in crises, when something happens, the last thing you want to be doing is trying to dig in your vehicle. Right. Your vehicle could be overturned and you're trying to figure out your dig. But if you know where these things are, it's easier for you to find these things. So logistics and planning are something that can be definitely overlooked and overshadowed. What, what are your thoughts yeah. on logistics and planning? I think as, as, we always talk, you know, people are like, what do we need? What do we need when we go over landing? It's like, take a couple trips, go out and figure it out. So in this stage of our, or my experience of going is we've got our drawer system. We know which each drawer holds, um, inside the vehicle behind the seats that fold down. I've, I've got some recovery, not all my recovery, I've got some recovery. I've got my air compressor. I've got some tools back there. Um, everything's secured down. So if we do roll over, if we do get in a car accident, all this crap's not flying all over and projectiles, you know, going to hit us in the back of the head or whatnot. Um, but I think the more you go, and if you go with the same, say with me, with my wife and my son, if we go regularly together, we're going to have a system. We're going to know where everything's at. But if I go solo, I don't need all their stuff with me. So in turn, I'll just delete what we would typically bring for them. And I would still know where I keep first aid, where I keep, you know, the cooking supplies, where I keep everything else. I just eliminate 
what they would typically bring. But I think the more you go, the better you're going to get at doing this. And even if, you know, you, you've got to tell your whoever you're going with, you, you, you have to know where everything is or else it does you no good. Yeah. And, and you know, what what um, this article had identified really was, you know, what are some of the uh, trainings that you can do? And really talked about, you know, the overla- an overlanding trip is nothing more than, than, than a project. If you think about project management, and I was a project manager in the military as an engineer, like, you know, a project is something that has a definite start and a definite finish. And there's a lot of activities that go mm-hmm. along into that. There's various phases of the project, right? So it's the, it's the planning and preparing, then it's the actual drive to, you know, where you're going. And then probably, you know, the, if you're doing like a longer trip, you know, that where you're on tarmac and highway, then you get into the off-roading aspect and the camping yeah. and then the return trip and then the recovery, right? So there's different phases of this operation that you're doing this, there's different phases of the project. And, and what are the different considerations involved in that? And also, you know, looking at schedules, like what does the schedule and timelines look like? And then what roles do people have that are a part of the trip? You know, like who's responsible for what? And it's, it's great if you're with a bigger party, like, okay, who's, who's maybe the trip leader? Who's responsible for communication? Who's maybe the navigator? Who's the cook? And if you can delegate these responsibilities, it kind of takes the load off and the people that are good at these things, they can kind of thrive in something they're comfortable with. Um, But these things should be talked about. These are considerations as you plan your trip. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, uh, the last tr- or a couple trips ago, I went with a couple people and we were all laughing because we were setting up mm-hmm. our own stoves and all our, our own kit co- cooking equipment. We're like, this is stupid. Why, why aren't we sharing one stove? How come we're not compiling our food together to make, you know, a giant meal? And, and we were laughing about it because we talk about it on the show all the time. And so it's not what you have. It's what your friends have. You know, it's what you, it's, it's, it's who you go with. What, what can you utilize all together? Um, so yeah, it all, it all comes down to that. And then the planning, you know, I'm not much of a planner, but, uh, whenever we're out and about, um, it's, it's good to have, if you're not here at a certain ETA or something, something's wrong. Um, or you have to scratch that off your list, you know, and boogie back towards another route to where you need to be. And I always tell, like, if I'm going, uh, with my friends or somebody, I always tell my wife where I'm going to be. And if the chance I get cell service, I'll be like, all right, we made it to this point. You know, the, you know where we're going next. Like we're going to be over here. And uh, just in case, you know, crap hits the fan, you know, you don't hear from me in, uh, you know, an unknown amount of time. That's odd. You can kind of reach out to everybody else. Say, have you heard from this group? Whatever. Um, I think that's very important to uh, strategize as you're taking these trips, especially, um, you know, in most rural areas do not have cell phones uh, coverage at all. So. To yeah. let other people know, you know, that's back at your house. You know, that's that's very important for other people to know uh, where you're, you're going to be. Absolutely, absolutely. Because what you what you don't want, I mean, you want to know um, who you're with, what you have, roles, responsibilities, what equipment. You know, you don't need to double tap. You know, you don't need to bring all this the same the same items. That's it. Really comes down with communication and planning, right? Yeah. And so yeah. all these things are are important, and it comes with experience, and you know, um, so. Yeah, that's logistics and, and planning. All right, the next skill, navigation and route planning. That that takes there's some skills there, right? Yeah, Being able to read yeah. a map, knowing your your general uh, location, and you know, it, it a, a, a critical aspect of of navi- or uh, overlanding in general is being able to navigate, right? Knowing where you're at, knowing how to get from point A to point B, and you know, there's a lot of modern technologies and a lot of 
modern apps out there. And, but, you know, I would also recommend that you, you're able to navigate by compass and map a little bit old school because sometimes technology fails. And having some basic understanding of, you know, where are your cardinal directions? Do you know what your pace count is? Can you, can you read a map? You'd be surprised with how many people actually struggle reading a map. They, they rely so heavily on GPS, but GPS uh, may not always work. You're relying so much on those electronics. Um, but, you know, in, uh, in orienteering. Oh, losing you there. You're you losing back? me? I'm back. Yeah. Can you hear me now? GPS. I was talking about GPS, GPS and, and yeah, some people rely a little bit too much on uh, GPS and technology and just some basic, you know, land navigation, some, some map and compass and, and map reading skills have, have that backup. Like don't, you know, ha- have some backup maps in the area that you're going to be in just in case yeah. your GPS devices don't work and being able to read them. Cause it is a skill. It does take some practice to do it effectively. So it's kind of like if you like this time of year, we're in October now, um, you know, if you go through a corn maze and you turn left and you hit a dead end, well, it's kind of the same way uh, whenever you're you're out exploring because you could use Gaia, Onyx, whatever. And uh, some of those roads are going to be closed um, either by the fire, uh, you know, forest service or whatever, um, or there might be a berm or a washout or who knows. So it's kind of like when you're in a maze, you, you kind of, it's, it's, it's all about the experience. I always say that, but, uh, whenever you're going down a road, it's always good to take notes on your way back, you know, like tree markings. If there's a cliff, if it's gravel, if it's rocky, like which way not to go in case you are on foot or in case you have to backtrack even further down the line, there might be another dead end. You don't be lost in the woods, but, uh, also check the you know the road closures and stuff too. Just make sure you're streetly or legal uh, as to where you are in case you are um, missing. People actually know where to look first. But yeah, it's the and little I, and stuff. I, when when it comes to navigation, you know, I think I think having multiple maps, not you yeah. know having that paper map and having a, a, a GPS map, digital map, have some redundancy with your mapping because if you're digital device goes out it's broken it's compromised in some way it just doesn't work you're you're really screwed i mean uh and and having that backup is is important so when it comes to land navigation that's definitely we talk about not duplicating gear i think i think mapping equipment is uh definitely something that you need to have a duplicate of yeah so one is none two is one because you can always rely i mean you can always count on something going going south all right. So what else? Anything else on, on, on mapping? Navigation? No, it's just take your time. You know, you could use Google Maps. You can use your, your Gaia. You can use your Onyx. You can use your paper maps. You can use your Forest Service maps. You can you can plan a trip, and then you could double, triple, quadruple check it, you know, just to make sure it's all good. It's awesome. So, yeah, the next skill would be off-road driving and recovery. Off-road driving recovery. So, you know, there's a lot of skill in, in driving off-road. And, you know, when you get stuck, you know, your, your, your recovery skills are going to get you out of there. It's incredibly dangerous if you're, if you're not yeah. trained. And so, you know, the, 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 the best place to get trained in off-road recovery is probably a, a local off-road club that, you know, that has some instructors that are experienced and uh, having the right gear and equipment and making sure that, you know, you can, you have the skill and knowledge because that's one of the things that can probably 
Uh, it's one of the more yeah. dangerous aspects of, of overlanding. And familiarize yourself with your equipment, like your winches, um, your traction boards, uh, airing down, airing back up. Um, I think it's it's good to, even if you're in your driveway or in your yard, you know, familiarize yourself with your equipment. Yeah. Yeah, I, it wasn't, I, I don't have a, a ton of off-road experience, but I was really surprised with the airing down of, of the vehicle and how big of a difference that makes in, in ride and traction. And I mean, that was definitely, as I've gotten into this, one of probably the more uh, eye-opening aspects of, of overlanding and off-roading and how, how, how much you increase the capability of your vehicle by doing that. Yeah. And it really, I mean, it saves on your suspension and everything, but it's, it's the little things that I think it's now more readily available with knowledge. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, 10 years ago, whatever people didn't, you know, think about, you know, air down all this stuff, you know, it's just, it's, it's an overwhelming amount of knowledge that has just hit everybody, especially if you're super new to it. I can see where people get lost. They don't know what a locking differential is. They don't know what a, a transfer case is. They don't know what all this stuff is like a recovery point. What's a recovery point? What's a, uh, you know, like a, a tree saver or any of that stuff. It's there's so much knowledge that's just been engulfed in this, this thing called overlanding people. I could see where they panic a little bit, but it's some of the stuff you need, some of it you don't need, but. Always familiarize yourself with equipment that you have. I, I think that's part of uh, the, the journey, right? As you become more experienced yeah. in this site, I think the, there, there are obviously a lot of egos and people want to think they know what they're talking about because they read some right. articles and whatnot. But put your pride aside and, and, and learn some of the skills. Like go take a course in class and ask questions because yeah. the There's last thing you want to do is – nothing wrong with doing a class. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's like, nothing oh, wrong with, with doing a class. I've, mean, I've done this on the I've, right. <laughs> you, if anything, you'll take away something small, like at rendezvous. I, I guarantee you they're doing recovery classes, um, yeah. winch classes. They're doing all sorts of, you would say oddball stuff, but I mean, it just takes one little thing to, to help you get out of a situation. Don't, don't, don't be so proud. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So off-road driving and, uh, and recovery. Yeah. All right. Then the next one would be vehicle maintenance and repair. Just, you know, boom sucker. Yeah. That's what I've been doing the last six months. (laughs) (laughs) So Uh, basically taking care of your rig, right. To make sure that your trips are safe, uh, breaking down in the middle of nowhere, you know, is, is par for the course. It's, it's going to happen to all of us. If it hasn't happened to you yet, I'm sure it will at some point. But can you can you get by? Like, can you do some basic repairs so you can get out of there? Um, and so, learning some basics about you know how does your vehicle's engine work, suspension, you know how to change tire, you know all, all these things that you know that seem simple, but um, you know it is a skill. It is a skill. Yeah. And so, if you can do some of your own routine maintenance, you can get more familiar with uh, with your rig. Uh, I mean, if you take some basic you know auto courses, some basic mechanic courses yeah I, you're more handy than i am but the more that i'm around my vehicle the more confident i become because i'm developing that competence with my rig yeah and um so yeah i love youtube and especially it all 
I guess the easiest way to know your vehicle is to do your, your, your basic maintenance. Um, you know, change your oil, check your air pressure, check your belts, you know, um, change your spark plugs, whatever, you know, just go through the basic stuff. Um, and then as you're on the trail and, uh, you know, something happens or whatever, you could kind of, you feel more confident to check it out. Um, that's just, that's just advice for people that are, have no idea. I, I don't want to be rude, but have no idea what they're doing to a vehicle. It, I mean, it, it all comes down to like little things like that. But say you break an axle, say you shear off a bolt somewhere, then you're gonna have to get super creative out there. Um, I've seen a lot of trail fixes and, and trail fixes just get you to a highway to where you can call a wrecker or a tow truck or get a trailer out there to get you on a, on a trailer. But I think uh, if you want to start learning about, you know, your vehicle, change your oil, mm-hmm. you know, and if, if that's too hard for you, then I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Dude, but, I think you're I think, right, man, that YouTube is such an incredible resource. I, I have yeah. been able to repair so many things on vehicles around my house. Like, Anything that you want, man, is on YouTube. Yeah. yeah. With some excellent instructions. Like it's yeah. incredible. And people give you like all the step by step. It's it's really cool. And and here's my philosophy. If you screw it up, well, there's always a shop that could fix it. So mm-hmm. I, I mean, if you're gonna do a valve cover job or something, if you screw that up, I know it's frustrating if it, you know, you put all back together, but you pinch the gasket, you know, it's leaking again in a few weeks either retackle it or if you're just like done with it, take it to a shop, but at least you tried, at least you learned. But the worst case scenario, there's always a shop or somebody out there that could fix it. Or just buy a Toyota and you don't have to deal with it. You can do it. Yeah, dude. My Toyota's freaking 300 plus thousand miles now. And it's got brand new front end, uh, valve covers, intake plenums, all that stuff's done. Yeah, man. But then there's that one guy that's going to pull around a corner of a Jimmy John's and hit me, but... <laughs> <laughs> at least it's mechanically sound that's good <laughs> <laughs> you do all this work some, and then, gotta have some character uh, <laughs> you gotta have a cooler story than that bro <laughs> yeah I fell off a cliff <laughs> all right next skill camping skills camping skills oh, i love this stuff yeah understanding the basics of shelter and cooking and uh hygiene like where you know. do you use the restroom? How do you, how do you sanitation is you know. incredibly uh, important and also overlooked. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, so basically how to set up camp and all those, the, the nuances with your gear, right. So you can be comfortable. Yeah. So you can be, you know, uh, when the, when the temperatures are extreme, you know, you can be safe and um, how to, how to maintain proper hygiene. So those things are important. That's a huge rabbit hole. I mean, there's so many different variables as to where that whole section is, but yeah, I would always suggest like on, if you're camping, especially we're all most likely in tents, unless you're sleeping in your vehicle, like check out for widow makers. You don't want to set up your tent or whatever underneath a dead tree or something that were giant limb can come down and crush you. Um, you know, we're as out far in as Kansas those, where there's them tornadoes. Dang old in the middle of the night, brah. Yeah. They just <laughs> creep up on you. That never oh, so came. I was just ready to go. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> going to the bathroom out in public, like not in public, out in nature. Uh, there's, we're not going to cover that now, but like, look how to do that. Um, yeah. There's right ways. There's wrong ways. A lot of people, uh, you know, you literally pack it out with you. It sounds disgusting. 
Um, toilet paper wise, you're supposed to pack that out too. If you're a cat hole kind of person, dig a cat hole, drop it in there, whatever. But Google that stuff to do it properly. Um, yeah. Everybody poops. That's a book, but uh, check out the proper way to do it. You don't want to roll up on some camp and toilet paper, toilet paper be strung all over the place. That's just nasty. Yeah. I had to teach my daughter, you know, I've got to teach my daughter how to, how to properly dispose of that type of stuff. You know, it's just something yeah. that some people just don't know. They've never been taught or it could be yeah. a factor of laziness, you know, but we have to clean up after ourselves and there's a lot of uh, hygiene issues that can come from that. And, you know, we want to, we want to make sure that uh, we want people, it, it sucks to roll up on a campsite and yeah. you've got, you know, um, human waste or garbage and all that stuff yeah. in the vicinity. So we have to clean up after ourselves. We want to pres- preserve it. Yep. And dispose of it properly. So just Google that stuff, y'all. Just Google it. Yeah. It's all, it's all in the Google. It's all in the YouTubes. So along with Budget Overland. So make sure you subscribe. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> yeah. Go over to Yeah, subscribe. We're yeah. almost to 1,000. Yeah. <laughs> We're getting pretty close. We're getting pretty close. We're six away from 1,000. We're six away? Only six? Only six, but I've not really I posted one time on Instagram, which we got a couple, but like just let it naturally grow, I guess. I don't know. We're nine hundred we're at nine hundred and ninety-four, is that what you're saying? Yep, as of right now. Because the thousand's a big milestone, right? It is. But uh yeah. Pretty cool. Well, yeah, if you're listening, I remember remember like it was yesterday, man. It was like once you got to a hundred subscribers. You could have your own personalized uh, ULL, ULR. So instead you, of you, YouTube.com slash number, 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 letter, letter, we could actually make it budget overlay. Sweet. Well, cool. All right. What other skills do we need? Nunchuck skills. Talk about medical um, skills, how to drive, mechanical skills, navigational skills, logistical skills. I would say your observance, like, Obviously, some people are naive and some people go camping, um, you know, thinking they're in the middle of nowhere by themselves. Well, if you go by Jim Bob's house and he's having a rager or a party, um, you know, they're all drinking bush light or whatever. And two o'clock in the morning, they're going to come try to find you to terrorize you, which this will never happen. But look at your surroundings, like notice your surroundings. Like, should you set up camp, you know, two blocks down from somebody's house? Probably not. Um, you should probably go a little bit further down the road. Um, I don't know. There's just, there's just so many different things. And I don't want to scare anybody, but you got to be kind of observant to your surroundings. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you're solo, like if you're in a group, I mean, that's great, but like figure that stuff out too. Yeah. Kind of goes back to just having common sense. Yep. Common sense. So just. Be observant of your surroundings. I think that is uh, a lot of people are pretty oblivious to the surroundings. I think we have this false sense of of safety sometimes. And I think generally things are pretty safe, but you should just be prepared and have your head on a swivel just in case. Yeah. Because crazy stuff happens. Crazy stuff happens. So, well, we've hit. We've hit a lot, man. Um you know what's something that I have learned, and I think people—I don't even know if it's a considered a skill. Maybe it is. Well, for my kid, like, and and please don't take this personally, Benji. <laughs> but 
how to dress properly for the weather conditions and anticipating the weather conditions and being able to properly dress for them. I just say that because I remember <laughs> Connie Wapple Overland had to, uh, yeah. they, they rescued you from uh, cold they, weather trees. <laughs> that was the, the dumbest thing I've ever done. Um, and I knew I what the weather up. was going to be like. Yeah, was, you were ahead. there uh, later in the day. I, I I got there later in the day. You'd been out there all day. I had to work, and I got there in the evening, and it looked like a homeless encampment. You had like your mismatched <laughs> gloves and all these different layers. Like, you, you literally looked like you just crawled out from under the bridge to be there. <laughs> oh, I was so miserable, and I was uh, yelling all day because. Oh yeah, your voice was a, like my voice was shot. I was yelling at everybody, like, oh, good to meet you. I don't oh, know. So anyway. You look like Sean when the I got bridge. there. I was like, good Lord, what did you? What happened to you today, man? That's so funny. But but dressing yeah. properly, having the proper clothing for the weather, anticipating the weather conditions, and being uh, properly prepared. I know, I feel like with my kids especially, I'm like, bring a coat to school, right? It's going to, like, in the wintertime, like, what happens if the bus breaks down? You're going to, what are you going to do? Like, be prepared. Be prepared. Look at the windshield factor. Look at the humidity. Look at, you know, the high and low of the day and being able to anticipate what that's going to be like and, and make sure that you have the proper proper gear. Yep. So what are we missing? Is there any other skills that you'd like to highlight or talk about? I think that's all good, um, especially, I don't know. I think that's all good, um, you know. Obviously, pack in what you pack out. Don't leave crap laying everywhere. But I think um, it's always good to reiterate these steps for people. Yeah. Um, doesn't matter if you've been doing it for fifty years or five five minutes. So, yeah, I think another good. skill to have is to be cool with people on the interwebs because some people, people suck stupid. at that too. Some people suck at that, right? Being cool yeah. with other people that you don't know on the internet. I think it's funny. Some, I mean, we can go down that hole too, but it's funny how people get so bit out of shape over like, I'm right or you're wrong, or, or they have to disagree. And I don't know. It's stupid. <laughs> so be cool. Be cool. And uh, thank you to the moderators out there that uh, keep our community cool. And yeah. thanks for the community for keeping it cool. We do have some interesting things that pop up from time to time, but we try to rectify that because we want this community to be welcoming to where you can ask those questions and learn from one another and help each other out. And uh, so thank you guys for, for doing that, supporting that. So, all righty. Well, I don't know, brother. I think it's about, it's all about all I got. Yeah. We're about 900 away from 35,000 in the BO group. Dude, it would be cool to hit that before rendezvous. Um, but by the time this airs, that might be a, that might be doable. A thousand and, a few days, yeah. That's a lot of people, bro. Dude, we're coming up on uh, one year of the podcast, aren't we? Yeah, we're going to do a bouncy house and cake and <laughs> everything. <laughs> It'll be fun. Bouncy house. <laughs> bouncy a, house. A rooftop bouncy house. Yeah, it's cool, man. It's exciting. I like I'm it. excited about uh, Rito coming up. I'm excited about uh, just a lot of things, man. Just a lot of things. Yep. So... All right, man. Well, um, for everyone else out there, be safe. Make sure you go to budgetoverlandofficial.com. Go subscribe to YouTube so we can get over that thousand threshold. That would mean a lot to yeah. us. 
And uh, leave us a review. Leave us a review on iTunes. I guess iTunes is like the, uh, the standard bearer when it comes to reviews on podcasts, whatever reason. So even if you're if you're not a um, an iPhone user, uh, please go over there and drop us a review because it does a, uh, it goes a long way to um, spreading. There's algorithms, right? And I don't know how all that stuff works, but I do know the more reviews that you have, the easier it is for us to um, jockey for position and, and for people to find this totally awesome unscripted uh, podcast by a couple of rookies who have no idea what the hell they're doing. Yeah. Hey, Jay, <laughs> tell everybody how much money we make off doing this podcast. We make this much money. <laughs> yeah. And for those it actually, that's it actually costs us money. Yes. It costs I us think money we're, to do this. Yes, we are in the negative. We are, this is a So what we're balance. saying is do us a little flavor. By helping yeah. us out, grow the channel. Um, Jay and I are very passionate about what we're doing. Obviously, just a couple of friends out here and having fun, uh, talking overlanding crap uh, with people who actually listen because we're almost to uh, we're almost to fifty thousand listeners or almost forty thousand. I forget. I'll have to double check. I think we're but in one 50. year. It's pretty cool. That's insane. Man. That's yeah. insane for one year. Yeah. Um, so yeah, guys, we're not out here doing this to make money or nothing. Uh, we actually enjoy what we're doing. <laughs> so no, we, support we us it. by leaving a freaking review and share with your friend. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. And we want to hear what your thoughts are. So as we drop this in the Facebook group, you know, let us know what you think. Shoot us an email. And, uh, and if you have a compelling story, like we're looking for interested guests that, uh, that have cool, unique, uh, overlanding stories to share, you know, maybe yeah. you got a unique build or a cool story. You know, we're always looking to, ha- to have the conversation. I'm sure we'll probably need to do another round table here before too long. And, uh, and yeah, man, that's, uh, that's about it. Yep. So any words of wisdom for us? I do. It's pretty deep. Not all those who wander are lost. Oh, wonder, wonder, wander, wonder, lost, wander, wander, lost. wander, wander, not all those who wander are lost. Hmm. Unless your GPS goes out. Yeah. And if you don't have a backup, you're screwed. So make sure you bring your backups, bring your paper. all right brother well everyone else out there be safe we'll see you guys in the next episode cue the music